0: Hi, this is Cyril Grayson, wide receiver with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, four-time NCAA champ, seven-time NCAA All-American at LSU, and now Super Bowl champion. You're listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. And who's not listening to Pro Sports Podcasters?
1: We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind.
0: It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media,
1: we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Colbert Aran. Most you know me as Kobe. And today I'm here with me, Wallace Bruce, the NWB. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm
1: good. And this episode is going to continue our division by division analysis. The top fantasy performers at each position that we're going to predict basically going into the season. I know these are early predictions. Things could happen still in the preseason, but. This will get you started, at least, when some of you are already drafting in your fantasy leagues. And this this week, it's all about the NFC. Let's get things going. We're going to begin with the NFC East. And what I'm going to do is give you a rundown of the positional picks on the offensive side of the ball. And he's going to let us know what he thinks. Some cases he agrees, some cases he strongly disagrees, like he did with my wide receiver pick for the AFC last week. But maybe he'll be a little gentler this time. But again, this is fantasy football. you got to stick to your guns. you got to stick to what you believe. And don't worry about ADP. Draft what you feel is best. I'm going to start off with the offensive side, and then he's going to give us his IDP prediction because he knows IDP like no one else. Now, yeah, with the oh. NFC East, at quarterback, this may surprise a few people, but I've got Jalen Hurts. At running back, I'm looking at a comeback for Saquon Barkley. At wide receiver, I've got CeeDee Lamb. And at tight end, I've actually got Dalton Schultz. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard to go past those four. I mean, quarterback, you could possibly say Dak Prescott, but Jalen Hurts is his rushing upside is very hard to, to look past. I think... I think we do see a bounce back here for Sekon Barkley. Definitely been the, the darling of fancy Twitter. And then, yeah, the other two in Dallas. Again, it's, it's hard to look past those, especially now that James Washington has gone down with injury. Yeah. I cannot cannot disagree on these ones.
1: you got to be kidding me. We're in complete agreeance here.
0: This time around.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. There you go. There you go. Everyone heard that. <laughs> okay and I was surprised I actually thought you might fight me on the Saquon Barkley I thought you might look at his injury history and say no you couldn't go there but I'm actually expecting him to play pretty much a full season this year I thought what happened last year was fluke and I, I look to him to having a good season
0: yeah I think even if he misses a couple of games I would still take him over Kenny Gainwell Miles Sanders seems to be out of the picture I'll would, I would take him over Antonio Gibson who's no question marks and now his competition in Washington. And I would take him over Zeke Elliott because Dallas doesn't seem to want to get the keys to Tony Pollard. So yeah, for me, Saquon Barkley is well positioned to be the top running back in this division.
1: All right. All right. Now, who's your IDP pick for this division? Can't be, this can't be easy either.
0: It's not, but it's not, maybe not as obvious as we're thinking.
1: I know who, I know who, I know who's on my mind. I know who I'm thinking, but if it's not obvious, then it's not him.
0: Who's on your mind? michael parsons yeah yeah okay I, that was what i was gonna go with i thought i mean i know people might be thinking chase young or Blake martinez mm-hmm. maybe maybe someone from out philly way but yeah i think michael pot Part- oh no trevon diggs
1: oh yeah diggs is probably a big one for most people
0: yeah but for me again cornerback is something that i don't like to lead with in idp it's if I had to fill the position, fine. But otherwise, go with a linebacker like Parsons. He had a great season last season. It's a division that has pretty strong run games, so you like to have linebackers up against that because they're going to get run stops, they're going to get tackles. I, I take Michael Parsons here as the key IDP to watch in this division.
1: Now I want to touch on what you said about kind of avoiding cornerbacks because I, I agree with you here and I, I want to touch on why that is. And for me, it's unless you pick an emerging cornerback, unless you pick a cornerback that really hasn't reached their potential yet and you expect that to happen this season, what happens is if you're, you're left with a selection of the top cornerbacks in the league, who generally don't get targeted.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a bit of an inverse situation because if you're a good cornerback, quarterbacks will be looking at to throw your direction. So it's almost like you're better off getting a rookie or a cornerback that gets targeted a lot.
1: Yes. I think a great example of that from last season would be Patrick Sertain, right? On my, on my Denver Broncos. Fierce yeah, 2 Yeah. Right. It's people looked at him like a great prospect on, in the draft, but he's a rookie. So uh, a lot of people are hesitant to take a shot on him, but then he puts together a great rookie season and he's targeted a lot because he's a rookie, Mm -hmm. right? Quarterbacks want to find out, can this guy, you know, can can this guy really stop me? Oh shit, he can. But by the time that happens, you've gotten your fantasy points, but I wouldn't expect him to have a similar season this year.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You have to think that, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of passing going on in the division. Yeah, that division's
1: a little different, actually. <laughs> but, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, like, like, would you select a shutdown corner? A lot of cases, you don't.
0: No, it's not a great idea. Okay,
1: all right. So we'll move on to the NFC North, and my positional picks are quarterback Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. People are going to argue with me on that one. Running back Dalvin Cook. Uh-huh. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson and tight end T.J. Hawkinson. So I went heavy Vikings here.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting with the, with the new coaching regime and the new front office to see how things play out. I believe Cousins might be in his final year up there, but he's always been a pretty consistent fantasy producer. Someone you can look to get a, a certain level of points. Doesn't really rock the boat. Well, ironic being a Viking, but um, <laughs> he's someone that you can rely on to get to. Put you in the frame. He's not gonna let you down most weeks. He'll get you the, your fifteen to twenty points in PPR in you know four point uh, passing touchdown leagues. He'll he'll get you there. So it is hard to look past him. I'll probably take him over over Jared Goff, and I'd, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is gonna look like nowadays. So see, I
1: think people are gonna argue with me on that one. People are gonna say, "How could you not pick a Rod?"
0: Yeah, but they like to run the ball so much out there in Green Bay, so. We don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they, they they let Rodgers game manage a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He's not getting any younger. He's not getting any younger. But yeah, I think Kansas is a good choice there. Darvin Cook's also solid choice. If we had one of Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon I would have chosen them, but they they almost cancel each other out a little bit. So that's
1: Yeah, honestly my my other my other selection there, considered selection was DeAndre Swift.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's in the mix too.
1: I just don't trust the Lions' offense, right? That's all it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully they take another step in in 2022. There seems to be a lot of optimism down there in Michigan, but we'll see. It's an interesting division because Green Bay have run it for so long, but I feel like the other teams are catching up now. The Vikings should be better. I feel like Detroit will be better, I think. Mm-hmm. There's that, and then... We're missing someone. Who's the other team in the NFC? Goal? Chicago. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's the why, that's why they're team. not on my list. Yeah, okay, <laughs> let's just keep keep going. So this, yeah, there's two other teams that can get to Green Bay, maybe not Chicago, but in saying that, I do like Donnell Mooney. Okay. Do I like him more than Justin Jefferson? No, but I do like Donnell Mooney. I think the way that the Chicago Bears didn't really get, I know they got new guys in, but they didn't get anyone that's going to challenge Daniel Mooney for the top wide receiver spot on that death track.
1: Definitely not. They didn't bring in any real talent like that.
0: So he's my value pick in, that, in this division at wide receiver for sure. Later, later in the draft, that's someone that I like to look at. TJ Hawkinson, I don't think anyone can question that. As much as, much as I like Irv Smith Jr., I think TJ Hawkinson is a beast. He's an athlete.
1: I also think he's more important to the offense.
0: Yeah, again, Detroit might be looking to play a few more of those twelve no looks, and he's he's going to get opportunities.
1: That's right. Now, what what about IDP for this division? Does Does Chicago factor in your IDP or no?
0: Yeah, would have two or three seasons for four, but Khalil Mack's gone. Eddie Jackson's not what he used to be. I I do like Rookon Smith. I, I I give you that. So. Roquan Smith is definitely in the conversation there, another linebacker. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's let's give Chicago some. Love. Let's let's give it to Roquan Smith.
1: There we go. There we go.
0: <laughs> he is someone that 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 does. He's a bit like our guy in Dallas, Michael Parsons. He knows how to get the ball. I say he has a bit. He has a bit more big play upside than Parsons. Okay. And he can get get to the quarterback a bit more efficiently. So Roquan Smith is someone that. I would look at it as the high DP for this division.
1: Would you say he's the quarterback of their defense now?
0: Yeah, I'd say he's the leader. I'd definitely say he's the – I don't know if he's officially wearing the C, but in my mind, he wears the C in that um, formation for sure.
1: Well, there you go. There you go, Chicago. It's not all bad news. You still got a defense. You still got a defense.
0: You still got the White Sox, actually. And <laughs> they, they're not good either. That's
1: right. Unfortunately, you still have them. <laughs> Okay, people are going to hate us. Let's let's move on to the NFC South. And my positional picks are quarterback, Tom Brady. Running back, CMC, got Christian McCaffrey. Wide receiver, Mike Evans. That was a difficult one for me, I'll be honest. And tight end, Kyle Pitts.
0: Yeah, I have to disagree at wide receiver. Mike Evans just went down with a hamstring injury on Friday or Thursday before we recorded this. I have string injuries. They're not never nice. I know Brady trusts him. I know he's, he looks for him in those deeper routes. But, yeah, I just – I can't. I mean, okay, I'm not going to go with Robbie Anderson. I'm not going to go with an Atlanta wide receiver because their best receiver is suspended. Um,
1: it's, a di- it's difficult, right? This is a difficult division. The wide receivers don't really – they don't really stand out in this division.
0: I I would actually go towards – Michael Thomas.
1: Oh, you are predicting a bounce back for Thomas.
0: I think New Orleans get it together. And the reason is I'm actually going to disagree with your quarterback as well. I think James Winston has a year. And I know that our guy, Jeremy Saint-Louis, mentioned this when we spoke to him. Mm-hmm. He has an MVP caliber year. Does he win the MVP? Maybe not. But I think he gets New Orleans into that six or seven spot. And... He has fantasy MVP numbers. He he throws for 4,000, maybe 5,000 yards. So it's him at quarterback for me and Michael Thomas at wide receiver.
1: Okay. Okay. So we, big, big differences here. Now, but I get it though. So the issue I found with this division is it's very difficult. There's there are very few standouts in this division. Mm hmm. I think a lot of people will agree with Brady. So I went with Brady primarily because he is the offensive coordinator, right? He kind of calls his own offense. Yeah. So what- he calls himself a lot, right? It's, it's his show. So that's where I selected him. Jameis Winston was a consideration. I'm with you there. To be honest, if I could, if Christian McCaffrey is healthy, he is number one RB. That that one's the easiest one for me. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, that's an, that's an, if, if I could, a healthy Christian McCaffrey would be my number one wide receiver. Okay, so <laughs> that's where the wide receiver issue falls in. Is this is a strange division for wide receivers? It's a division where the the quarterbacks tend to spread it out. Michael Thomas is a gutsy pick. It's a gutsy pick. When's when's the last time he caught a pass? Was it was it twenty <laughs> yeah, twenty? I I can't. What's the last time he caught a pass? It's been a while.
0: It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Man.
1: But I mean. When he was catching passes, he was catching all of them. So mm. gutsy pick. And it's one that people will really have to consider in fantasy. When when you get into those later rounds and you still see him there, mm-hmm. and you look at who he's surrounded by as far as choice, you really got to make a decision as to whether or not you, you believe he can do it or not. And it's not so late that you can just sort of burn a pick on it hmm Right? It's early enough still that you have options. It's just if you pick right, you pick him and he and he returns to form, that is a home run.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It's a home run. So I I'm I'm glad you brought him in. I I considered him but I'm like, no, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: And obviously you agree with Kyle Pitts.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's a standout in this division. I think as much as I like Adam Troutman, I don't think he, he gets close to Kyle Pitts. From a production standpoint. Although I do think traveling is worth a dart throw at the end of the drafts, but Pitts is probably, yeah, he's, he's going to be the, the leading receiver now. Marcus Mariota is going to be looking for him down there in Atlanta. This episode is brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's most trusted sports book with betting options available from every sport you can imagine.
1: From futures and money line betting to real time live betting during games. Sports Interaction offers its customers the most
0: competitive odds in Canada. So head on over to our website and sign up today. The sports Interaction also has a nice deposit bonus if you click on the link. It's available in every province, from coast to coast. Now back to the show.
1: Okay, so here's another division that has some heavy hitters on the defensive side of the ball. Who do you like for IDP?
0: Yeah, it is an interesting one. Yeah, literal, some little heavy hitters here. I'm going to go a little bit off beat here. I'm going to go with Devin White. I nearly th- gave it to Antoine Winfield Jr. But okay, I do like Devin White. I know the defense, again, a little bit older. Shaq Barrett, JPP, they've been mainstays on the edge, but Devin White doesn't get enough respect as well for what he does in the middle. In a division that runs the ball a lot with the Panthers, the Saints, I think that this is a guy, again, there's a theme with linebackers, to do this episode and the previous one, but go get your tackles. Get your tackles, get your guys who are going to get your run stops and get that floor each week. Unless it's someone like TJ Watt, who is the best of his position, who is possibly possibly the best in the league. Unless it's someone like him, don't roll the dice with big play upside each week. It's not a fun place to be on Sunday night or Monday night when you've lost your matchup because the other team has two or three linebackers and you're trying to get sacks. It doesn't always work. It's nice when it does, but when it doesn't, it's not a fun place to be.
1: I'll say this. I'll say very confidently, I feel Devin White is the best football player on the defensive side of the ball for the Bucks.
0: Yeah, it's who else could it be? Could it be? Because they get, they get some young guys coming through as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but into Best football player. Defense. Yeah, I, I'd have to say he's probably the best football player on the defense, yeah.
1: Yeah, just based on talent.
0: Vita Vey is nice, but yeah, Devin White. Let's go with Devin White for sure.
1: Okay, I'm with you on that one. That, that would probably <laughs> be my pick as well, 100%. I, I like the the situation they have there. Uh, just the team itself is going to give the defense lots of opportunities. Mm. And where he plays on the field, he's going to be the thick of it. Like literally every single down. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that one, 100%. All right. Let's finish off with the NFC West. That's another tough one for me. But so quarterback, I went Kyler Murray running back. I went James Conner. Probably going to take shit on that. Mm-hmm. Wide yeah. receiver. I went Cooper Cup. Pretty safe. And <laughs> <laughs> tight end. I went George Kittle. All right. Hit me.
0: Yeah. Kittle, I agree yeah. with. Come on, I mean, Devo Samuel potential.
1: That was my other choice. I just, I like the quarterback situation in uh, LA better.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, by the time we get to the end of August, Jimmy Garoppolo will likely not be on the 49ers, but we'll get to that another time. Yeah. So cool cup. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, I, I can see it. I can see it. And then quarterback is interesting because yeah, there, there's been some, there's a, a bit of a drain of talent. Russell Wilson's no longer around. Jimmy Garoppolo's leaving. And Matthew Stafford, he's looking a little banged up now. He is. So Murray's all of a sudden, with his new contract, he's all of a sudden the best fancy option. A, a year is a long time in football.
1: A <laughs> huge time. It's, it's, it's flipped so much.
0: It has. We are going to disagree running back. I know James Conner had a great year last season. It was, it was fantastic. I've been a big Cam Akers believer. So, I know he gets a bit of hate because of the way that he came back from injury, but he's someone that I would look at. Now that Chris Carson has retired, who would have mm-hmm. thought Chris Carson has retired? I think we have to take another look at the Seattle run game because passing ain't it in Seattle. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna move the ball by running it. <laughs> so, <laughs> then again, if we avoided Seattle altogether, I don't understand. We want to try... Was, wasn't it you that said that you want to have fantasy players on good teams? Correct. Yeah. Talk us through that. Why is it meant to do that as opposed to getting guys off bad teams? Why do you want to prefer guys from winning teams?
1: Okay. So uh, we're talking offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, I prefer fantasy players on, on good teams if I have the option because I think it's snap count primarily. Mm-hmm. So, the better the offense, the more snaps you get per game. Okay. Poor offenses, you get a lot of three and out situations. Mm. You don't get too many opportunities to achieve when, <laughs> when it's a three and out situation. Mm. But on a strong offense, depending on the offense, your good chance your typical offensive series is going to go nine snaps, eight, nine snaps. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's really what I'm looking at. It's just basically based on numbers. Okay.
0: All right. Fair enough. That makes sense. Now, I guess in terms of the IDP for this division. I-
1: okay, so hold on. I was, I'm going to phrase that one a little different. When it comes to IDP in this division, can you pick anyone other than Aaron Donald?
0: No. You can't? No. There's two reasons. One, because of his talent, the fact that he's potentially the best player in the league. Okay. When you weigh everything up, I think he's the best athlete in the league, the best player in the league as well. He should have won an MVP, but because of the way the NFL is, that won't ever happen. He's also designated as defensive tackle in many IDP leagues. Yes. Even though even though he often comes off the edge as a defensive end. So that's a, a cheat code in itself. <laughs> he's going to be dominating that matchup in your in your league every week. So he, he's someone that I would look to get if he's Defensive tackle eligible, I would definitely get him in my league. Because that upside is just, it's hard to match what he does week in and week out.
1: Okay, so if you couldn't pick Aaron Donald, Mm. who would you pick out of this division?
0: I hope that we see Jamal Adams come back to the way he used to be. The safety, who's now in Seattle. Oh. I hope that we see that Jamal Adams come back. But we haven't seen it since he left New York. I do like Nick Bosa as well. Nick Bosa coming off the edge is always nice to watch. He gets big plays. I'd say that those are the, the two main ones.
1: All right, fun question for you. Mm. Who has the better fantasy IDP season? Joey or Nick Bosa?
0: Nick Bosa. I'm pretty sure Nick Bosa has a better schedule. Better schedule. He gets Drew Locke. Twice, no, sorry, Gino Smith slash lock twice. You'll get. I still think the Arizona offensive line is suspect. So get you'll get to Kyle Murray potentially a few times this season. And the only thing that's hurting him is the injuries to the defensive line for the Niners, which could mean more double coverage. Joey okay. Bosa, on the other hand, yes, Khalil is there. Yeah, I just I. I prefer Nick Bosa. That might get me some hate, but I'm gonna take Nick Bosa.
1: No, no, you gotta take a stand, right? You gotta take a stand. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep rolling with you here. Who wins more games for their team this season, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance?
0: Trey Lance. I'm not convinced that Jimmy Garoppolo plays enough games to, to get there.
1: Okay, so you're, you're predicting that Garoppolo won't start.
0: Yeah, I think he won't start immediately.
1: Okay, okay, so he's gonna end up as a backup somewhere, but then maybe come in later on the season. That's right. okay, that's a, that, there's a good reason for that then that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give you let's give you one more. Oh yeah, because you brought the name up earlier. Mm-hmm. who places higher in fantasy points at their position? Debo Samuel mm-hmm. or because it's a similar role. I think I know where you're gonna go here, but Debo Samuel,
0: or Tyreek Hill, the place is higher. I think I think deal with I think I gotta go. With the incumbent is. He's, he's got his bag. He doesn't want to be traded anymore. Maybe he's a little bit more focused on his football now rather than trying to get out of get out of the bay. Hill, I get that Hill is a freak. That's his nickname. He's a speedster. Let's see what he's like without Patrick Mahomes throwing in the ball, because you can run all those routes. You can run. So fast, but if you're being overthrown, you're being thrown too far to the left. You're not getting receptions. So, so to answer your question, as of production, I know Samuel's going to get the ball in his hand. He's going to get his end arounds. Lance will be looking for him. I, I'm just not sure about Miami.
1: Okay, and I'm taking it that you don't believe in the narrative. uh Debo Samuel talking about how he doesn't like to be handed off the ball and treated like a running back because of the injury potential. I, I'm taking you don't believe in
0: that. I believe in that, but I also believe that Shanahan's going to tell him to shut off and carry because yeah. he's got his contract now. And I feel that's, that's kind of the Shanahan way like, kind of, he'll chew people out in the media and <laughs> bangs the table on draft day. I think he's going to say, Yeah, you're running the ball when I tell you to run the ball.
1: Does San Francisco win more or less games than last year? Less. Oh, you say they take a step back this year.
0: Yeah, because of the injuries to the defense.
1: Okay, no, well, that's fair. That's fair. So you're not saying it's a result of the quarterback change, new regime. It's just the injuries that they're going to have to deal with
0: going forward. The quarterback will get blamed, but it'll be the defense.
1: Oh, yeah. You know the quarterback will get blamed, 100%. They'll blame the quarterback. It's just an easy target and an obvious target. But, yeah, if you have, realistically, San Francisco 49ers are defensive squad. Mm you're a defensive team first Mm -hmm. all right right on right on me this one wasn't as harsh as the last one (laughs) (laughs) but I love I love honestly I love when we disagree man I love when we disagree because people always disagree in fantasy it's what makes fantasy so fantastic yeah it's good and definitely check out the links in the description it takes you to all the things that we have to offer we've launched our discord like we said there'll be a link there as well Get in on the Discord because we can give you other opportunities to talk to some of our guests. Ask some of the hard-hitting questions directly to the Pro Sports Podcasters team. And we've already started to build a community on there that, pretty educated, actually. You can talk amongst yourselves and figure quite a few things out. So do go. yourself a solid, set up a Discord account if you don't have one yet, and make us your first stop.
0: Now, Cope, when it's uh, like UFC night, are you going to be giving out live bets?
1: Yeah, I think I will. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, okay. I think, I think that's a great idea because yeah, I haven't really utilized anything for live betting. And I'll tell you, so here's the one thing people need to understand when it comes to UFC fight predictions. And it's something I I hate. It, it, it always, it just pisses me off every time it happens. I put out my predictions usually about three days before, three, four days before the event. So my predictions go out before the weigh-ins. Uh. There's nothing I hate more than going through all the work to give you the best possible prediction. And then the night before the event, they have a weigh-in and somebody comes in five pounds overweight who also relies on wrestling as a as a, a fundamental mm. <laughs> skill skill set. And it completely changes the possibilities in the narrative. I absolutely yeah. hate that. And people always, a lot of times I've had, you know, the lay person come back at me and be like, well, "It's only five pounds. Like it's just five pounds, not a big deal. Five mm-hmm. pounds is a huge deal because it's, it's not about the difference in weight. What it's about is the difference in the weight cut. Mm-hmm. If you've ever tried to lose weight, and let's say you've given yourself a target. So for me, generally my walk around weights around 200 pounds.
0: Mm-hmm. When I want to
1: get myself in shape, it's only 10 pounds. I look at 190 as my kind of like in shape. And if I want to be shredded, I got to get down to 180.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But 190 is my like, I call it my summer shape, right? And <laughs> I want to be in decent shape. I'll get myself down to 10 pounds. That 10 pounds is not an easy cut. Mm. It's not an easy cut. I'm not doing a traditional, you know, MMA weight cut. The idea is not to cut the the weight for a few days. The idea is to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. And it's always the last couple of pounds that are the hardest. Anyone who's trying to lose weight knows this. You, you you shed the first bit pretty quickly and then the last few becomes a challenge. Mm. It's the same thing in MMA. You can shed so much relatively easily, but then for a lot of fighters, it's that last few pounds become brutal. And what you go through to shed say the first 15, you then duplicate for the final 5.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It drains on you. It kills your stamina. It makes you weaker. It messes with your mental acuity. There are so many things that get affected. And then I make a prediction and the night before somebody comes in significantly overweight and you realize that everything's changed. Mm-hmm. That the individual that they're facing has gone through so much to get to where they're at. And they've basically taken a picnic <laughs> and said, right on I get to fight tomorrow. I feel super fresh. Mm-hmm. So live advice. It's that much more important when situations like that arise.
0: There we go. Yeah, so you you wanna be in on this Discord because it's growing, it's evolving, and it's winning. If if there's one thing that Cove has established through his NFTs, is that he's a winner. And we don't we don't do losing around here at the process podcasts When we win, we want you to win with us. Hundred percent. We we have skin in the game. So that's the same with NFTs, it's betting as well. The bets that we place are the best that we're going to give you. It's not like someone's telling us, someone's paying us money, and we're just throwing out rubbish because I know damn well that some of those guys on the UFC telecast, not to bash them, but that's what they do. They, they get paid money, and they put out trash. And I'm, I'm not even an MMA fan. I know this. But when we put out plays, we have skin in the game because when we win, we want you to win with us. So getting in on our Discord. We're going to have something very soon in terms of an affiliate, we can join with and there's a lot coming down in the discord get involved and get excited look
1: forward to it man looking forward to it. it's gonna be a big year for us
0: indeed it has been a big year and it's only really half time so there's a lot more to come when football and the you other know, stuff comes down the pipeline thanks for tuning into the podcast
1: for even more of your favorite sports content be sure to visit the website
0: www.prosportspodcasters.com On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners.
1: You can also sign up to become a PSP insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out
0: on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience. Where no sport is left behind.